Critics, welcome back to another episode of the Armchair Critics Podcast. I'm joined here with Jack. How are you, mate? Mate, I am salubrious. How you doing? Oh, I'm delictable. Delictable. I I love to hear it. That's one of your words. I can't wait to drown that word down everyone's ears for the next 18 months. Yeah. Oh, minimum. Minimum? Yeah, minimum. Look. In fact, I reckon just about everyone who goes into a semi-successful podcast ends up starting their own line of beer. That's not us. We're no, not. I reckon it will be us. I reckon it's destiny. I reckon it just happens. It has to be called Andy's Lager. <laughs> yeah. And you know what we'll describe it as? Delictable and salubrious. <laughs> Delictable and... We'll make it uh, you know, a buy and save kind of thing. You know, one case will be 48 bucks, but two cases will be 75 Yeah. The more, the, buy, the more you buy, the more you sell. It has to be the salubrious stout. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, my goodness. And the, del- uh, the delictable dark ale. Yeah. <laughs> Righto. We've got it sorted then. All right, time to waste some more money. Exactly, All <laughs> dude. Right. Do you know? Do you know? Do you know why I'm so chimmer? Why is that? There's two reasons. Do you Go want? On. Do you want the one that hurts you most first or second? Um, nah. Just rip the bandaid off. Uh, Parramatta. Oh fuck me. Fucked up the Brisbane last night. Yes, yes. It was not pretty. It was so pretty. Mm. We looked that good. Yeah, three tries in the first 18 minutes. Yeah. It's actually Mate. downhill from there. Sure. Yeah. Feel bad for Reynolds. Failing HIA in the first 10 minutes of his yeah. 250th. Yeah. And Brisbane finished with finished the game with only 13. 13. That's crazy. Yeah. Fucking Sh- Tom Flegler caught one in the throat and was struggling to breathe. I assume he gives him out. unlucky. 100% um, unlucky. Hetherington, HIA. Yeah. Brenko Lee, who I don't even know why we keep picking him. He fucking deserved it. You see what he did to Moses? Uh, yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That is bullshit behavior. Yeah. It should have just been... Like, Moses sort of looked like he was going to get up and oh, try he to carry, going, He but, carried on. But there's no need for you to put like put him back over where he just came from when you know that his legs are lied on top of by someone else. And the tackle was complete. Only, his shoulder and elbow hit the ground. Yeah. So, it just needed to be... Like, if you're going to wrestle him to the ground, get him and roll him to the, like, to the side, not back over. And the stupid thing is, if he was gentle about it, it would have taken longer, which yeah. is what he was trying to achieve. Anyway... Sean Lane's been in our best all year. Yeah. Same with Dillbags. So. Coolest guy in rugby league, according to Denon Camp, and I tend to agree. Yeah. Um, the second reason, Brisbane Heat are not being fucking retards for once. Well, this is true. And, and it's a nice might, little segue might, into the cricket. Great segue into the cricket. And it is the first point that I have um, to talk about this week is that Matt Renshaw has been granted a release by Adelaide because uh, he still had one year. It's basically left. a swap. Sort of, yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if there was some kind of... Yeah, well, actually, no, they can't. They didn't have Chris Lynn under contract. But anyway, it does act as kind of a swap. But great signing for Brisbane because that is uh, a position that they desperately needed to fill was someone to be able to bat in the middle order with some consistency. Oh, and he's, a perfect, he's a perfect four. Yeah, so he's a good fielder and, you know, is capable of bowling, you know, a decent over or two. Can steal an over here and there. Speed. Yeah, so great signing for the Heat. Uh, he walks in as just about their best player straight away. Dude. So, yeah, and the Big Bash draft, the international draft. The 6.30. First one, 6.30 Sunday. Unreal. Um, Th- that'll be good. Which is another thing that I wanted to talk about uh, once we mentioned that Chris Lynn has signed an 11-game contract with the Adelaide Strikers. So, he'll be available for the first 11 games. Then he will fly out to the Abu Dhabi UAE T20 League, newly formed T20 League, to play out their season over there. Their season's only like six or seven weeks over there, but... Get that um, bag, brother. Yeah, so uh, good on him. 
good to see that he finally got picked up by someone. Um, I feel like it was inevitable. Yeah, he's got too much. He just had to make in. it somewhere to fit. Yeah. So, um, and it's an interesting signing by the strikers um, because... Yeah, I found it quite strange. Jake too. Weatherald, who's opened for them quite a lot over the last kind of five or six years, uh, has started to play a bit more in the middle order. So with Renshaw going, I wouldn't be surprised if that then drops Jake Weatherald into the middle order to accommodate Lynn batting up the top. I don't like him in the middle. I don't really like him as a cricketer. I like him as an opener. He, used to, he promises much, delivers little, I find. We've got a few of them. Yeah, we have a few at Hellsville too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, myself is one. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking about you today, mate. Thanks, mate. Appreciate that. Why? <laughs> I was thought, like, how funny would it be if I beat you to a ton in first grade? Well, that would never happen. <laughs> you, I know. I was when, so was the last, when was the last time you scored 100 runs in a year? Um, how much opportunity am I given? That wasn't my question. That I'm counter-questioning. Yeah. Well, we'll move on from there then. MP, Sean Manel, Prince of the Big Bash draft. So the 12 platinum players have been named. Platinum. They have been released. So they, are, they are the only players that you're allowed to just take in the first round. Have you... Oh, you're not on TikTok. You fucking kill me. There's a niche dude on TikTok. He cooks like massive boils of like shrimp because he's yank. And all he does, he puts like a kilo of seasoning in and goes, Platinum! <laughs> Every time you say platinum about the draft, I just have this yank's head pop in my brain. So the players, if you're not all around it, Faf, Shadab Khan, Liam Livingston, Rashid Khan, Chris Jordan, Kyron Pollard, David Willey, Dwayne Bravo, Sam Billings, Trent Bolt, Andre Russell, and Jason Roy. So, who's got the first pick? The Melbourne Renegades. Who do they take? I think the best player available is Liam Livingston. Ooh, big call. Yep. I, who I think they will take. Who fits them? I think with... Um, actually, we were talking about the Renegades batting lineup the other night. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The I don't other know. person we didn't mention was Nick Mattinson. Oh, yeah. Who about captained them last year? Friend of the sh- friend of the friend of the show. Absolutely, is <laughs> shout out. So I don't know that she they need. Shall, who name? I don't know they need another bat because that would then leave them with Marsh, Finch, Maddinson, Wells, gonna, and Livingston, which you, kind of pushes out probably one of their young kids. They need Fraser McGurk. Know, yeah, and it leaves their bowling looking quite thin. They Are you going to say shut up, Khan? They did no. no. <laughs> they did um, sign Tom Rogers though. The guy who he was nearly the leading wicket taker yeah, last yeah. year for Hobart. He's uh, not bad. He's, he's very niche in the uh, domestic cricket land. Yeah. So, but he had can bat a bit too. Year. Yeah. So that's a good signing for them. I, if I was in charge of the Melbourne Renegades, I would be taking Trent Bolt. I like it. First pick. Actually, yeah, that's a great first pick. Yeah. Um, the, the, I don't know. It it nearly feels unprecedented. The type of like a quality opening bowler in the short form. We don't get a lot of them coming over here. You know, a little bit like, you know, Joffre Archer, but, you know, um, Jasper Boomerah has never played out here. Kahiso Rabada has never played out here. It just, I don't know, it feels like that, that, that the next best to give them a leg up that no one else has ever been given. The next best international lefty that played here last is Tymo Mills. Yeah, he's not very <laughs> he's good. So, um, and I think... Dude, I reckon... So Rashid Khan... I reckon Livingston goes to the heat. They have the second pick... Second or the third or fourth. It's like the weird... Uh, I can't remember if it's been organised or not. Remember how it's the, the brackets? It's definitely been organised. 
the I order. Have, is it? Yeah. I reckon they Do you have... Do Google it? I reckon they have the second if, pick. If I'm the Heat, I'm taking Livingston. No, no. They have the third pick, I reckon. So, And I reckon Livingston goes off the board in the top two, without Ooh. a doubt. I reckon the Brisbane Heat will end up There's with, articles... I'm just looking at it now. All the articles are getting listed as Livingston going first to yeah, Renegades. That's what I'm saying. I think he's the best player available. I reckon the Heat will end up with Faf. I'd love that. I guess. I'd love that to be fair. Yep. Imagine him and Marnus just South African up in a storm. Yeah. So and they probably need it because they've really, really lacked some consistency with the bat. And he's been pretty successful everywhere that he plays in the T20 stuff. Well, he, he won the comp with Chennai two years ago. Then Rajasthan, not Rajasthan, um, RCB were very successful last year under his captaincy, actually. So I think the Brisbane Heat would be lucky if they um, could pick him up, and I reckon that's where he'll fall. Oh, yeah. I'll give you the draft order. Do you want to play the game in the first round? Yep, go. So first we have Renegades. I, I would so take you're, Trent you're, Bolt. So you're the GM for every one of these teams. Yeah, I'm taking Trent Bolt. Number second pick, Melbourne Stars. If I am the Stars, I am taking... Oh, Liam Livingston. I think, feel like he's the answer. Yeah, although he's kind of a Glenn Maxwell type player. and But he can keep. Who's their keeper? Huh? No, he can't. Livingston? He's not a wicked keeper. I thought he kept. No. I know, he bowls leggies. Yeah, leggies to the righties and offies to the lefties. That's so niche. So, I don't know, mate. And I wouldn't be... If the Renegades take Livingston as their first pick, Who is I their cannot keeper? be critical is to the Stars. Yeah. It was Joe Clark last year. The Fuck English fella. shit. Well, he scored five fifties in a row, so that wasn't shit. Yeah, but but he sucks. So for argument's sake, I reckon Livingston will go one. Trent Bolt then goes to the Stars. So they're, the, they're your top two consensus. Them, yeah. Put them in whatever order you want. Yeah. Brisbane Heat third. So I reckon I've see, I see them taking Faf. Okay. Fourth, you have the Sydney. What the fuck? Sydney Sixers. Yep. And I reckon the How's Sixers. How's they get fourth pick? Yeah, I don't know. So they could use their retention pick for Shadab Khan. Would they, though? I don't think they would. I think with the talent left available, I say they take Chris Jordan. And so, just a key thing, only platinum players can be taken in the first eight picks. Yeah. So, and the reason reason I say Chris Jordan is because the strikers will retain Rashid Khan. The Thunder, I assume, will retain Sam Billings. And the Stars would be able to retain Andre Russell. You wouldn't, though. I think you would. And the, oh, wait, so the retention pick, where does that come from? I'm not really sure. Does it depend on where the player status is? Possibly. Maybe the maybe the Stars have to take their retention pick first. Because that's the second pick. Sure. I wouldn't take Dre Russ second. No. Nah. We'll, we'll come back to, back to that on the next episode when it all happens. Yeah. And we'll just say we're so, correct the it, first it, time around. It's going to be very interesting and it is going to shape some seasons because there's a few teams that are pretty tight and I think if there's teams that really nail the draft... So strikers, I think, would have to take Rashid fifth with their retention. Yeah. Otherwise, you'd be using him as a platinum plus gold. Yeah. And then you got... Yeah, Scorchers six. Yep. Who are they taking? I think the Scorchers would take... They're, they're tough because they got a good team. Good squad. I'm... I would say... Like, who's going to make a significant difference to that team? I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, who would you actually... You know you know what they should do? Who would you least want to play against? Yeah. Uh, look, honestly, I really have no idea. Well, 
the Thunder will retain Sam Billings, no doubt. Because otherwise you t- take him because he's a weapon. Yep. Um, so, but yeah, no, I Dwayne Bravo or David Willey is my gut feel. Oh, David Willey is my probably gut David Willey would be the one I'd take too. Yeah. Hasn't he played there before? He has played there before, yeah. So I don't think it was last year though, so they can't claim him as a retention. Yeah, they have to have played at least one game. Well, I can't see another team taking him anyway. Nah, so who cares? Um, who cares, Cup? Yeah, seriously. So I reckon Hobart then end up probably with yeah. Hobart was the last pick. I don't maybe, understand how that happened. Maybe Pollard. Yeah, I'm not sure. Anyway, it's going to be very interesting to see. Um, and like I said, because the Scorchers were far and away the best team last year. So one of the other clubs is going to have to absolutely nail this draft to get anywhere near them, I would imagine. Yep, I tend to agree. Uh, it's pretty interesting though. So the first round, so each round has eight picks, naturally being eight teams. Yep. First round's platinum, second round's platinum and gold, third round's gold and silver, and the fourth round is silver and bronze. So I have a question for you. So there's 322 players that have nominated. Only 32 get picked. Only 32 get picked. But who out of the people that have nominated would you really like to see get a crack? You don't know enough of the people, do you? Give me two seconds. I'll get that right. um, You you go first and I'll come back with an answer. Yeah, I would love to see... Because that means I can't pick your pick. I would love to see someone like Paul Sterling... Get a crack. That would be cool, actually. The fat little Irishman. Cool. Yeah, I would love to see... See fucking wax him. ...an Irish dude get a crack over here in Australia. I don't know that he will. Um, I reckon you'll probably see a lot of the international guys that get picked will be English. Because um, they're seeing... You know, the large majority of the people that have nominated are English. But it's going to be exciting to see Colin Munro back out here again. Because I reckon he'll get picked up. Um few more New Zealand guys um, are available as well. So, but yeah, I'd love, I would love to see Paul Sterling in a crack. I reckon it'd be pretty cool seeing a slightly chubby redhead Irishman come out here and black bowlers all over the park. 100%. I'm literally just going through a list now to quickly hurry up. That or any, a couple of the English, the young English fellas that might come out. And I think Harry, like Harry Brook, Will Jacks. Didn't he come out last year? Harry Brook. Yeah. Yes, but he's in much better form. This time around. Yeah, so. different man. I'm just looking... Th- I'm still looking through the list. Give me a hot minute. Oh, my God. There's a Yank available for retention for USA. Yeah, it's Ukman Chand or whatever. He's actually... He's originally... He has played for India. Or Indian first-class cricket. Played... For, might have capped him there under-19s back when he was of age. That's wild. Yeah. No, I can't answer that question. I don't know. I don't know enough to give a, like a witty answer. I guess some of the Pakistanis, if they were available. I don't know. I I, I enjoy little Pakistan cricketers. Yeah, they that's have a fair. crack. They bowl. And again, they bowl again f- we don't we don't see them out here. We don't very see them enough. The ones that bowl wheels in particular, because they're usually on the Test circuit. That yeah. Hasnain's made himself available. Mohammed Hasnain. Yep, it'd be good to see him come back out again. He was good last year when he was he gets good lift off the wicket and shit. Yeah, and that's the other thing when you see quicks come out here because generally the conditions suit them better than where they normally play. And like not those pommy quicks who just fucking bowl military mediums. Lewis Gregory's as well. Lewis Gregory, what a bloke. Two first names, can't trust him. Um, Reese Topley. The second... (laughs) The second test between South Africa and England kicked off last night. Talk to me. And for whatever reason... After in the first test, they literally decided to stick England into bat first so oh that England didn't Lord, get to I'm bat looking fourth. At the scores now. Then South Africa decided to win the toss, bat on an overcast day on a wicket that was doing everything, got skittled for 150. 
James Anderson, first player ever to play a hundred home tests. That's sick. So, and he opened the. It was, it's his home ground, and he opened the bowling from the James Anderson end in his one hundredth home test. That is B D E. In that, so and took the first wicket too. Nick some bloke off in the sec, his second or third over. So it nicked off uh, in, surreal Irvy. Yeah. So um, big I'm, ups. To I'm almost certain I've butchered so. that name, eh? What's that? I think I've butchered that name, eh? Probably. He um he played club cricket with uh, Belston and Reese McCarthy back over in England. Niche. Very niche. First one's a wanker, though. No, I'm just kidding. We love everyone on Cricket Gold Coast. Um, but Especially when they say choice words to you. Otherwise, don't have a whole lot else to add for the cricket this week. It was mostly, mostly Big Bash related. Hundreds still well in the swing of things. Dude, but we, nothing changes. Our cricket starts this week. Yeah, we have a trial game tomorrow. <laughs> Oof. Of all, of all the places on the Gold Coast we can play, it's up at, up near Yatla Pies. So, yeah, that is the one positive. Isn't yeah, it? you know, you know, you know what I'm having for breakfast? A pie. Yatla Pies. You, you know what I'm having for lunch? Yatla Pie. Probably a pie. Are you a mushy pea man? No. What? Have you tried it? Yep. I prefer my pie without stuff on the top. Really. Just a plain guy. What if they put the mince and the mushy peas together? Would that be better or worse? Mm, I'm. I don't think it'd be any better, but not necessarily worse either. It'd just be meh, the same. Yeah. Okay. Just not really. Mushy but you wouldn't peas, order though. it though. No. 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 I am a just. Oh, just take a pie, thanks. What is your pie order? This is. I know this is getting rogue quick, but yes, uh, steak, bacon, and cheese is always oh, a go-to. Yeah. Um, but go to we go to Yat, Yatla Pies because they have a few different options. Sometimes like curry, Bro, you can sit there for fucking ages. The curry chicken and veg, or curried steak and veg. Some of their curry pies are quite good. Their curry pies are good, but I'm a steak and pepper man. Yeah. Or a steak and mushroom. Yeah. Yes, like steak, bacon, and cheese. You Any steak pie, them. you talked me into it. I'm all, I'm a sweet chili chicken. Generally, no, they could though. Yep. Big, so like, big the, ups. Would the pie on uh, what about when, fish pies? At Woodburn, yeah, nah. When we go, <laughs> when we go on away on holidays, we always stop at this same pie place. So Woodburn, good, sweet chili chicken pie. They never had them when I was there. Steak, bacon, and cheese pie, and I sit there after driving two and a half hours, and I slap both those motherfuckers. So good. Every time I've been to that pie shop, the sweet chili chicken's not there. Yeah, it's because they're the best ones. I tend to trust the locals. Yeah. All right, so we'll move on to our segment: the red flag or not. I think it's that what we called it. Yeah, yeah, we'll go with that. It's vibey. So we had a, a, a fan submission. Red flag: people who unpack their suitcase in a hotel. I am okay. I'll, I'll say red flag. I'm okay with that. As in, I'm okay with that being a red flag. I mean, no, I've never once unpacked my suitcase oh. when I get to a hotel. I, th- I haven't either, but I wouldn't consider it a red flag. It depends. Mm. If you've got a suit, yeah, that's probably fair. But I'm, like, I'm trying to think. I, I went to normally, Europe. I went to Europe, right? Because I mean, when, oh yeah, well, when we and I didn't away, unpack it once. Nah, well, but were you bouncing around all the time? Oh, bro, I was in once. I was in like Shrewsbury for about twelve days. <laughs> yeah, okay. Because generally, when we go away on holidays, you're sightseeing. You're yeah, in and like out. when you're staying in hotels and stuff, you know, you're normally only there for two or three days at a time. If you're going away on holidays for 12 or two weeks or something and you're staying in a house. That's different yes, though. that is different. But if you're going in a hotel, nah. Nah. All my stuff stays in the bag and only comes out when needed. Yeah, I'm with you. Okay. 
You go. My first one is only wears full brand kit. So if they're going to wear an outfit, they'll wear the same brand shirt, shorts, <laughs> socks, hat. Are you targeting me? Full kit. No, no. Full kit wanker. No. What do you mean? You're not, I, I, you ever wear full kit? I only wear Tommy stuff to work. because No, it's, no, no. It works different. Okay, so it's not work. Not necessarily. I'm more talking uh, like, like, like sporting sports setting. Yeah, red flag. I Massive red flag. Especially cricket. If some bloke's walking out in full kit, sorry, Craig, I do love you, but... Cricket equipment's a little bit different, I think. I'm more talking like apparel. Like you might rock up and... Like, we have a... we have There's a, a serial candidate down at hockey who wears LSKD everything. Shout out LSKD, great people. But he will wear an LSKD cap, shirt, jacket, shorts, nah, and socks massive, every week. Massive red flag. If they did shoes, he'd wear them too. Yep, he would. Yep. No, nah, red flag. I tend to agree. So, like, imagine, like, going to the races in full of cost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, nah, red flag. Massive one. I agree, because you've got to have RMs on. If you're wearing full kit RM, that Is that possible? You reckon it's a vibe? Depends. If I'm going to the Batuta races... I'll absolutely wear full RMs. If I'm going to the Birdsville races or the big nut, the, the nut bush out there and I'm full ringers western, it's not a red flag. If I'm going to retro surface paradise and I'm in full RMs, I'm a walking red flag and I'll probably walk out with half the club. Probably. I better try it. Love that shit. All right, second submission. People who whose go-to character on Mario Kart is Waluigi. I'm going to say not a red flag. Well, I feel like it is too. It's, we need to disagree. It's very strange though. It is niche. I felt targeted, but <clears throat> I'm a Yoshi. Jesus, my voice is back. I am also a Yoshi guy. I'm a Yoshi guy. And if I'm not Yoshi though, it's Toad or Waluigi. Yeah. Because no, that cunt is creepy. Yeah, nah. I'm, I'm, I'm a Yoshi guy. And Yoshi Valley, it probably, Yoshi Valley was my favorite track on Mario when I was a kid. Dude. I reckon that's probably where it comes from. Rainbow Road. Yeah, I mean, it's good too. It's just iconic, I reckon. Yeah, the new one though. I love that shit. Yeah. The new Rainbow Road. No, the old one's better. It's, it's harder. Yeah, yeah, but the old, the old one's just better. It's just the nostalgia. It is a classic. Like, yeah. Even on the app, on the phone. Uh, right, now mine is... We are both hay-fevering up a storm Yeah, right it's good. Now. I need a box of tissues or something. <laughs> I used to live here. There used to be tissues everywhere. Uh, my second one, if she wears Jordans. Sean's about to spit his beer out. <laughs> I don't know how to answer this. I hope someone doesn't listen to this podcast when I answer this question. Red flag, but I still hit it though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. Yeah, fair. I, I, so I sort of tend to agree. I think it is also a red flag. It's a, I think it's a big red flag. And I, was, like, I remember the first time I slept with someone that had... Like, this is this year. I slept with someone that was out in white all white Jordans is she 13? no she's our age well actually you're quite old she was I think she's around mid 20s well, I am legitimately in my mid 20s aren't you 27? no my hairline's 35 <laughs> I am only 25 right so the median yeah I am literally mid 20s I'm the definition mid 20s okay so she was our age great our age range I think I don't yeah. actually know but she was in white J's and I was like you know what fuck it this red flag, but Danny's horny. Yeah, exactly. So, 
uh, but know, yes, red flag. Walking red flag. Yeah. All right. So this one's from the great man, the bread man, Tim Sloan. Yep. People who clap when the movie finishes. Yeah. Um, that is a red flag. I am going. I I would never do it. But if the movie is an absolute ripper, I'm okay with it. Oh, you're kidding. Oh, no, I'm okay Dude, with it. Dude, the last Batman movie I was at, it's the last time I've been in the cinemas, it was packed out, out at Chermside. One of the worst days I've ever been on, just quietly. What? what Chermside? What were you thinking? Yeah. Yeah, with your little brain, not your big yeah, brain. Yeah, with my fucking nutsack. Anyway, so the movie finished. I actually really liked the Pattinson version of Batman. Not more than Affleck's, but... I enjoyed it. And about half the fucking cinema started applauding. I was like, no. You're going to kill the movie for me. Kill the stream, as the Hello Sport Boys call it. Yeah, no, I would... um, I'd never do it myself, but if someone feels like they want to... uh, They want to clap when the movie's finished, if they really love it, uh, go for it. Have you ever caught yourself clapping incorrectly? Like in the wrong scene? Like, have you ever been mid-clap and going, that's fucked up, stop doing it, Jack? Not that I can immediately think of, probably because it's so emotionally distressing that you just block it out and don't remember <laughs> just it. plunge that trauma down to yeah, your pelvis. Literally, and forget about it and move on. Look, no, I don't remember uh, ever doing it, but I'm sure I have. I'm sure it's happened to everyone. Yeah, I think I got like convinced to clap as a kid when the plane landed in like Townsville or something by my mother, because that is something she would do. Mm. Uh, my third one is... They have over 5,000 Instagram followers. Not a red flag. Interesting. We're talking in like a dating setting, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. <coughs> Not a red flag. I'll tell you what makes it a red flag though, when you don't get posted. I'm saying red flag. Just for having followers? Yeah. If they have over 5,000 Instagram followers and you don't. I don't Sean, agree. Sean's gobsmacked because uh, the Warriors have just scored first against the Panthers. Oh my god! Is that is that the double barrel? No, it's nah. Reese Walsh. Reese Walsh. <laughs> yeah. No, I disagree. Like, just because the chick's hot and I'm not doesn't mean it's a red flag. Have you ever dated someone with over five thousand Instagram followers? Yeah. Interesting. Is she good? Enough. <laughs> so no. No, no, she was alright. She's just a fucking head case. Case in point. Yeah, but it wasn't the followers case, that was the issue. Case in point. Mate. You just proved my point. We can nah, move on. No. Nah, uh, uh, rule number one. When you're digging, stop it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and rule number two? Always listen to rule number one. <laughs> uh, you got a... No, that's it. That's it. I don't think there's any more submissions. I'll do a quick little scan. There's a few laughs at the stories, but... None of them are really relevant, so we'll, we'll move on. Right, so we'll move over to general sport. Now, I want to talk about the NRL first. Yeah. And specifically, I want to talk about the James Tarmow, in, Tarmo, Tarmow, Tarmo incident from last week. Potato, potato, brother. So, last week, they obviously they got flogged 72 to 6, and he got uh, sin-binned? No. No. Sent off? Oh, I think he got much sinbin, of, but there was like two, much of much of to go, whatever. Like a minute to go for for spraying the ref, calling him fucking incompetent. Because Ben Cummins is incompetent. I'm not saying it wasn't a fair criticism, but Brandon Smith got suspended for three weeks for a similar incident not that long ago. James Tarmow had his 
reduced to one week. It was only for two for, originally. Yeah, but good. That, it, that has. That's just good bloke factor. That was, I'd imagine. Nah, nah. Like it was. I think Smith had carryover points. Yeah, but for the actual charge itself is the actual charge itself week? is two weeks. So what warranted it getting downgraded from two to one? Oh, 100% the, the, the made-up rule of a good bloke factor. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It has to have been... And I understand... And I get it. I if feel, he, uh, yeah, because he doesn't have a contract for next year and there's only two rounds left. So if that two-game suspension stands, that's that his is last his last his moment on the field. Yeah. I get it. And I know what you're about to say. Like, it's... It sets a horrendous precedent. Yeah, and it's going to be great for him because he'll get one last hurrah. At Campbelltown. At Campbelltown. Fairy, fairy tale finish for the team that's going to come third last. They're going to come last. Nah, Titans are, are they? Nah, they're going to win this weekend. Hot tip inbound. They're righto. Um, they're so, the but I, I just think it's terrible. So what if... So, and actually, ironically, um, Canberra played the Tigers in the last round and they will need to win that game to make the eight. Yep. So they've just allowed this, the captain of the Tigers to play one more game. I know in isolation for the Tigers, it's going to mean fuck all. It's probably good for Canberra that he's playing. He's been shit. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. I, I just, But then if Canberra go out and lose, then that is going to be the first thing people talk about. Honey. Is that he should not have been able to play, and I Honey. absolutely agree. I tend to agree too. Yeah, so I think... I'm trying you know, to if, argue if, against you, but I don't. Nah, I mean, if they were playing the Titans this week and the fucking Dragons next week, I wouldn't give two shit. You know, it's this week, though, just quickly. It's the DMC Bowl. Do they play St. George? It's the absolute mud. It's the poo-slinger of a game at 2 o'clock on a Sunday. It's Dragons <laughs> versus Tigers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Who Cares Cup. It's the DMC Bowl. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm happy for him that he'll get one last game, but it does set a terrible precedent. Because I can't wait for this same thing to happen in two years' time, and or like next season, when someone will say the exact Who, same thing and they'll get a two weeks. Who's a good bloke? Clint Gutherson. Wrong. <laughs> wrong. Again. Mitch, Mitchell Moses. Wrong, also wrong again. Red Marnie. Nah, I, like yeah. Junior Paulo. Wade Graham. No, no, no. He's not a good bloke. He's from Canola. Yeah, whoa. whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> it's not mutually exclusive to Wonga a Blake. Dude. Nah. It is. Nah. So, uh, what, um, uh, Jesse Bromwich. Whoa. If it's not from Parramatta, then not a good bloke. Okay, well, I'm not talking to you about this anymore. <laughs> but I'm just saying that the next time someone does something similar and gets a three-week suspension, people will go, Luke that, that guy got one. The, the, the time does not fit the crime, in my opinion. Yeah, I think refs need to grow up. On the NRL, the Broncos are on life support. Yeah, I think... And the Raiders have a good game this week. They've got Manly this week and the Tigers next uh, week. Manly at home this week. Raiders at Raiders, Raiders have Manly at home. And then the DMC's next week at Campbelltown. I actually don't think it is. I think it's in Canberra next week. GIO? That's Canberra, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's in Canberra next week. Okay, I'll take your word for it. So, I was looking it up today. So, I I think the Broncos miss out. I think the Broncos... I think they miss out already. The point difference, if if Raiders win uh, this week, they're, they're already in the eight. No, the point differential, we are one point ahead of them. But if the yeah, Raiders so if they win. win by any more than one point, they'll be ahead, they'll be equal on points. 
ahead of us on goal difference. Yeah, like plus minus. If the Raiders have to beat Manly by golden point, they can go fuck themselves in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, they don't deserve to be there anyway. And look, whether the Broncos finish eighth or ninth, I think it still probably exceeds expectations. I think I think ninth to twelfth was where I would have had you this yeah, year. Yeah, and it's it's hard to say that because they were literally fourth or fifth. Because like, the, they showed yeah. the brilliance for seven weeks that they can be a top four side. Yeah. They're kind of damned if they do, damned if they don't. Yeah. To be so, honest with you. I don't know. I think it's been a successful season for them regardless of whether they make the finals or not. Um, but I do have grave fears that they will not make the eight. Who is your Dally M? Ben Hunt. Same here. I think he will win the Dally M. Same here. He's just smoky. Uh, Isaiah Yo. See, I've got a different Penrith player as the smoky. Dylan Edwards? Yeah. That's fair. Played more games. Yeah. And when, like, when the boys haven't been there, he's been elite. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my days. Um, Sorry, Appy Coruscant literally just pushed Freddie Lussick like three feet under. Oh, nice. Oh, Crichton. Um, so, what were we talking about? Uh, Daily M Smokies. Oh, yeah. No, I'll say Isaiah Yo because he was up there in the vote count. Early. And really, other than missing the two games for Origin... He he's been pretty consistent. Honourable mentions though, uh, Nico Hines and Fatrell. Fatrell's Fatrell going to be up there. Fatrell since he's come back, Hurricanes a three pointer nearly every game he's played. Yeah, that's fair. Because he's he's leading the league in line break assists and he's played half the games. Yeah, no, he's been phenomenal, and they are there's there's a few guys like that. Turbo is one. Latrell is another. Where and. Adam Reynolds, you could probably argue, is another one. Maybe not to the same extent. He's not quite as dominant. Different type of dominance, eh? But the, the team with and without them are Astronomical. chalk and cheese. Like the Manly and the Rabbitohs both look like bottom eight sides when those two don't play. And when they play, they look like they could nearly win the comp. They, like, they're they massive difference makers. So Tend to agree, mate. Um it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks. I wouldn't want to play the Rabbitohs in the finals. Mate, I wouldn't either. Same same goes for the... Um, the Roosters. Yeah. Those two. Obviously, uh, Penrith and Melbourne are going to be the two, uh, you know, two obvious teams to look out for that have been, you know, earmarked for, you know, probably another grand final rematch. This might, but, co- this might come across a bit disrespectful. I'd be hoping to play the Cowboys first week of finals. Yeah, I wouldn't really want to play them either. But I seriously, I would I, at this stage, I'd rather play them than the Roosters or the Rabbitohs. Honestly, I'd take Broncos first, Cowboys second to play the finals, and then probably us third. That's assuming the Raiders don't make it. Then yeah, okay, you can put Broncos Raiders as like a, a slash. Yeah. So I don't know. It's gonna be really interesting. Um, because, yeah, there feels like there's four or five teams that could win it. So, um, and the AFL, obviously the week off this week. Uh, your boy over here has finished top of the tipping for the AFL. You did? That is a come from behind victory if ever I've seen it. Eight for nine last week. Annika slipped up, only got six for nine, I think. Equal on points. My differential's better. Thanks for coming. So I win all my own merch. You know what they always say, though? What's that? The dogs come from behind. Yeah, they do. And you know what? You're welcome. So, uh, great result. So I'll win myself whatever merchandise we decide to get made up for ourselves, which is great. 
Um, I assume Gus is still. Gus has got that. NRL. He's got that. He's had that sewn up since round eight. He has to be a spastic, which he can be at times, to lose it though. So, um, but the AFL, the All Australian came out this week. Um, so a couple of surprises. Probably uh, Tom Hawkins being captain. That's a bit outrageous. Yeah, Rogue, given he doesn't captain his club. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how you get picked to captain a representative side when you don't captain your own club. And honestly, wouldn't even be second in line to captain his own club. Yeah, I don't know. Have you, I was opening my whole lips yesterday at training saying that Stengel was lucky to get in and got humbled by absolutely everybody because Tyson Stengel's had an un- unbelievable season as a yeah. small forward. Um. I don't really want to hear the comments that Rory Ledge should be in over Lockie Neal, which continue to pop up over Facebook. Ledge should be in there, though. Bloke's got nearly 40 touches a game for, for the whole season. Um, but I don't have too many issues with it. I'm not a massive AFL snuff. I didn't either. I see a few Richmond fans who are a bit salty about Tom Lynch being in there, but that's just Richmond fans being Not Richmond being in fans. there? Yeah, not being there, sorry. Yeah, but what they finish, like... Bottom Six, half seven. of the top eight. Yeah. After yeah, being, and to be fair, after being shit for most of the year, yeah, you have to but say they got Shea Bolton in there, who deserves to be there. Yeah, he does. Um, my boy Christian Petrarca, love watching that cunt play. Yeah, straight in. So uh, took Miller. Took Miller. Now shit out, sons. He he got the um coaches award. Is he going to win the Brownlow? No. Who's he, winning the Brownlow? don't want to say it but tell me it's Brayshaw it's not Brayshaw two first names oh I was going to say Patrick Cripps Lucky Neal baby oh he's going to win it again is he I reckon he wins it back to back interesting I reckon Brisbane started off that hot he has a pretty good lead yeah interesting could also talk be talking at me ass could be uh, for Ryan's sake I hope it's Brayshaw yeah, so Cripson... Wouldn't that be a story too? Cripson took her at sixes at the moment. Brayshaw's a little bit shorter. Not by much though. And Neil's shorter again. I Neil, Neil's the favourite. Him and, Cl- and Clayton Oliver's not far off. He's actually a pretty worthy shout. Yeah. So Took and Clayton got the coaches and players awards respectively. I did see that, yeah. Um, uh, Isaac Rakin wants to fuck off back home. Dude, did you see Tony Cochran's comments? Is he the, so Tony, the CEO of Tony, the Suns? Tony Cochran's the chairman of the yeah. Suns. Yeah. And so that's a voluntary role, supposedly. Sure it is. Yeah. Sure it is. And um, so Tony Cochran of made Viet Supercars, Viet Supercars fame back in the 90s. Yeah. Very shrewd operator, but is a fucking menace at the games. If you've ever been to a Suns game near the box, he will be screaming at the top of his lungs at the field. Got off his fucking rocket at all things. I did see he... Took a pot shot at uh, oh he at did Rankin he did not miss Isaac Rankin today yeah he, so like because took Miller and a few others that the Suns um, took longer deals and took less money to stay there to try and build something and his comments were I guess money talks ha huh, when someone comes in with a fatter wallet and a bigger paycheck yeah bro can yeah. you blame Isaac Rankin for going to Adelaide for five year four mil. Seriously, think about it. It's not like the Suns no, are... but they're not signing him. Hey? They're not signing him. The Crows, they'll have to trade for him. It'll happen. Yeah, no, they'll make it happen because he wants to go there. Yep. So that they have all the chips. But 
Adelaide are going to have to give up something significant, you'd imagine. First rounder, someone decent. Fruit Loops. Spit. So, but it's disappointing from a Gold Coast point of view, given because they, they drafted him, did they? Yeah, they picked him before Max um, Max King, King? one of yeah. the Kings. Picked him before Bailey uh, Bailey Smith, Connor Rosie. Like he was pick three. Yeah. So and he he this is that's year three done for him. The first year was comp- first year first year was out didn't play. But then his second year was he had he had. Arthritis or like issues with his pelvis, but wasn't like he when he first broke out on the scene, he was unbelievably good. Yeah, then kind of lulled a bit. Second year the, syndrome, really, because yeah, it Gold wasn't Coast. really his second year; it was his second year of playing. Yeah, so and he's come back better this year, mate. I don't really actually bother. I'm a son's guy. Just fuck off, go. Yeah, that's but a, it's that's a ma- that's it's a mad though. It's a mad contract. Yeah, but it's not driven by the contract. It's driven by the fact that he wants to go home back I to South Australia. I don't believe that for a second. I don't know. That's what all the reports are saying is that he that is no that that is what has driven him to want to go back to South Australia because he wants to go back home. That's what he walked in and said. I want to go. I, I want to be traded because he's still got a year to run. Yeah, but would you wanna, they got to trade him. You can stay where you are. or You can go home for eight hundred k. A season. They can't sign him for 800k this year, Sean. But they will. Are you listening to what I'm saying? I heard exactly what you said. He's still got a year to run on his current deal. Yep. So they might say, yeah, if you come here, we'll sign you for 800k. Because Suns won't forward. give him that contract. That's why he's making it happen now. Yeah. But if it's... the Crows don't sign him, the Crows just have to trade for him. They can trade him across there and just have him play for the year. It's not like it's guaranteed. It's not guaranteed till it's pen on paper. Yeah, no, I'm with you. So good luck to him. Yeah, but I, don't, I mean, it is disappointing for a Gold Coast from a Gold Coast point of view, um, because you feel like that, you know, and he was still a part of the reason the Gold Coast Suns were vastly improved this year. And are the Gold Coast going to be able to find someone who can replace what he does? Yeah, I think Gold Coast would be able to at least mimic their results this year. They lost pretty much a good half, a good chunk of their defensive backs. Yeah, I know they had a pretty rough year with, on the injury with injuries front, really. and shit. So, yeah. mate, they'll be pretty good. Pretty young squad. I know Rankin's a pretty big hole to fill as well, but I think they'll be okay. Yeah, for that price, I'm I'm not paying it for him. I know yeah. what you said. No, no, I'm I'm all for that. I, I don't I don't think that you can warrant paying that bloke 800 grand. He's not that kind of guy. He's a 500 guy. Yeah, I'm just not for it. So, so anyway, good luck on your journey, big boy. Golf. Golf, yep. So, um, Zalatoris was leading the last tournament last week and has two herniated discs in his back and has a withdraw and he's withdrawn from the FedEx Cup being third. That so, hurts. So, that, so every place he goes down is like 500k. <laughs> that sucks. And the finale's on now. So, Smith is... Cameron Smith's back this week in the finale. Yeah. Uh, Roy McIlroy had one of the greatest front nines in professional golf history. Tripled the first, hit only one or two pars in the front nine. One par in and the front hit, nine. Hit an outra- him and Smith both hit two of the most outrageous eagles I've, maybe I've ever seen from a pair. Yeah, oh, the only shot I saw was Cameron Smith hitting a three-wood out of the bunker yeah. and it pulling up five and it's like sh- five feet short of the hole. Hit it to five feet and bin the putt. Unbelievable. Rory had a gross shot in two and just sorted it out. Yeah. Um, I think Chef was... Might sew it up again. Paddy yeah. Ice looks decent. But like the way the finale works is where you start. 
so all your all your golf up until the tournament gives you a like the the orders. So like first starts on ten under, seconds on eight under. So that's like a handicap start, and then how the tournament finishes is the result of the FedEx playoffs. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. To me, sweet. Yeah, so like it's gonna be interesting the next few days. Yeah. And so Rory triple bogeying the first is effectively putting himself from like equal to from eighth to like fifteenth, which is like a four million dollar triple bogey. Yeah, that hurts. <laughs> That's fucking mental. But he got him back. Got himself back to three under. Yeah, he hit three under off the nine. stick, which is crazy. Yeah, but like, so he, he triple bogeyed, then like birdie, bogey, eagle, birdie, par, bogey, birdie, or something to finish three under. It was fucked. I, I like. I read the scorecard. Gross day golf. Oh. A lot of shame. And it's not not often that you'd see a professional player have a front nine like that. That like they're normally pretty consistent. You know, you, you might see. You know, at their worst, even like you know, four or five par, but very unlike to see like there's a five shot swing in there somewhere, from a triple bogey to an eagle. Yeah, and like from a three over to a two under. Yeah, for in, one up in like five holes. Yeah, so I don't know. Interesting. Uh, now F one, Danny Mac. Danny Mac. No, Danny, Danny Rick. Danny Rick. Fat pockets. Bro. Did you see what he got paid out? No, what was it? It was equivalent to like Australian, like twenty to twenty-five million. Yeah. So they um they wanted to keep him on his roster, but not an F one. And he is um so does he's he... so determined to stay in F one. And there's a few seats open as we went through the other day. He was prepared to take the payout to drive somewhere else, but it doesn't fix the Piastri <coughs> contact issue, contract issue. Yeah. He still has two valid contracts. <laughs> God, it's just been—it's just a complete mess, isn't it? So I think Ricardo's going to end up back at Alpine. Yeah, like a lot of reports are saying. I'd love to see it because that's arguably a better car, suits his driving style more. Has he driven for them before? Yep, that's where he left Alpine in twenty. To yeah, go to McLaren. Because that's Renault, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Mick Schumacher is hunting that Alpine seat. Because Haas are trying to give him up for Giovinazzi. Mate, there's so much shambles going on. Drive to Survive this season is going to be unbelievable. Yeah, it's so weird. It feels like all we've spoken about in the F1 for the last three weeks has absolutely nothing to do with driving an actual car. Well, they've been on the winter break as well, so they haven't raced. But this is more, like we've spoken about F1 more the last three weeks than we had in the previous 20 weeks. And it, none of it has to do with the driving. Yeah, a little bit my fault, a little bit shy to talk about F1. Yeah, but I assume it, no one wants to hear about it. But it like, but this is the most. Oh, I don't know. It's just retarded, eh? Like, super, super oh interesting. Oh my goodness! And it, it nearly, if this was happening in any of our other sports, be all over. It, it. would be like, just an actual outroar. So he's been pa- it paid out about let's say twenty five million Australian. So I think it's pretty close to that. I think it's like seventeen or eighteen million US to get it. McLaren's paying him to fuck off. Yeah. To make room for Piastri, but then Piastri's contract issue is going to go to the high court between Alpine and McLaren. Haas are trying to get rid of Mick Schumacher because he's a liability. So Haas are looking at Antonio Giovinazzi because of their Ferrari connection. Um, but Haas have also called Danny Ricardo and say, can't have a look at here. Aston Martin must be sitting there laughing their asses off with Fernando Alonso and Lance Stroll. They come out today and said that those two are equal drivers, which is the most absurd thing I've ever heard. Lent Stroll is a nuffy. 
he's a, a Nepo baby, as the, the internet likes to call him. Yeah. Um, Fernando is definitely a lot better, but each their own, I guess. Yuki Sonoda's contract expires this year with uh, Alpha Tauri. I can't see Danny Rick going there, but they might drop Yuki. It depends on their engine manufacturer because Honda pretty much want a Japanese driver in there, which is Yuki Sonoda. Alfa Romeo have Jogawan Yu's seat. is only a one-year contract, but I'm pretty confident he'll get re-signed. He's been actually impressive this year. Yeah. So heaps to fucking come out in the next few weeks with F1. Did you see Sebastian Vettel's thing today? No. He pretty much pointed the finger at McLaren saying they haven't unlocked Daniel Ricciardo's potential. They have failed him. <laughs> and Which, then I Carlos Sainz... So, I mean, it's sort of partially fair. I Not think completely fi- fair. I'd say it's 50-50 blame. Yeah. And so Carlos Sainz of ex-McLaren driver fame, now at Ferrari, said he feels for Ricciardo because he was feeling the same struggles this year at Ferrari. So it's just like, fuck. Yeah. You can't walk it in. Now, NBA is something we haven't spoken about for a couple of weeks, given nothing's really been happening. But maybe and the then... greatest trade of history happened yesterday. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Pat Bev, who three or four weeks ago, it was reported that the Utah Jazz were going to waive him. And instead of waiving him, they've managed to turn him into... Taylor Horton Tucker. Taylor Horton Tucker Sta- and Stanley, Stanley Johnson, Johnson, who... Stanley Johnson was pretty good last year for the Lakers. He's a good def- year. He's a great defender. So that's um interesting from the Lakers. So what do you reckon that says about what they're going to do with Westbrook? Uh, I think they're getting rid of him because they're looking at signing Dennis Schroeder as well. Yeah. So uh, interesting. Well, it'll be interesting to keep an eye on that in the next kind of two or three weeks. Uh, the other terrible piece of news really to come out of the NBA this week, Chet Holmgren will miss... The entire 2022-23 season due to a Liz Franks injury to his right foot. Dude. Fuck. That sucks. Him and Giddy were such an elite combo. Oh, man. I was so looking forward to all them. Like, you know. Oh, man. It just sucks. And it's really... This is one of those injuries. We actually spoke about it not that long ago. Where it's just a really weird injury. Where it's not actually super severe. The injury in isolation. But the way that it affects everything else that is going on, it's a super hard injury to recover from. Um, so, and obviously just taking the precautious route because he'll have to have surgery. And yeah, it's devastating for him. Um, it's definitely not something you like to see uh, in at such a young age. Um, in a pretty innocuous kind of thing too. There was no big fall, no big collision. He kind of just came down on it a bit wrong. Actually defending LeBron James in a Pro-AM game. Jumped up, landed, bang, done, yeah. Go on. That's fucked up. Yeah, it's fucked up. So, anyway. But it means, okay, so we'll get another top pick next year because we'll be shit. Actually, on the, on the topic of NBA, I just want to shout out uh, Deontay Murray's Twitter page. I've never seen someone talk so much shit about a rookie ever. Ever since he got traded to Atlanta, he's now the dog. Yeah. He dribbles just as much as Pat Bev. He, him and Pat... He does it all in capital letters. Yeah. Oh, you know who's the king of capital letter tweets? Jay Crowder. His his Twitter handle is at Bossman99, all in caps. Yeah, and he every, should not be allowed to speak. And every tweet is in caps. Dude, just sit in the corner and make threes. Do your job. Yeah, but... So, Deontay Murray's been beefing with uh, Paolo Benchero. Yeah. And it's like, his main point was like... They made up though, haven't they? Yeah. They were playing a game the other day and they were like... 
They, they seem Deontay like Murray's point right, was like, you used, to, you, used to rebound, you used to rebound for me. You need to respect me. And it's like, bro, shut up. You, you're an injury replacement all-star and you're now at Atlanta and you missed the playoffs. Shut your lips. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, so it'll be interesting next... Nothing else has really happened in the NBA the last few weeks. No no great signings, no big trades or anything like that. But it'll be interesting to monitor the Russell Westbrook situation with the Lakers. Um, be, oh, and Kevin Durant has said that he'll play for Brooklyn. Yeah, and so did Kyrie. They're not trying to train him anymore. Yeah, so... So, I don't know. It's all back on in Brooklyn. So And I actually released a report today. They want Ben Simmons to play uh, a bit of time at centre. That is niche. It is niche. But it'd be a very versatile lineup with him at the five. Yeah. It'd be small. Yeah. Not super small, though. Like, if he and Durant are both on the floor, you've still got two blokes that are... Yeah, but they're, they're not, like, thick either. No, they're not really rebounders as such, but... Anyway, they're rebounders probably, for their position, but like if they're relatively you're too big. But you know, you probably then see like a, a Kyrie Joe Harris. Paddy Mills, Joe Harris, Kevin Durant, oh. Ben Simmons lineup. That really suits Simmons too. Yeah. Because all he just has to all he has to do is get rebounds and dish the ball. Yeah, and he can play make if he needs to and yep. have four spot up shooters. Yeah. So anyway, they'll be they've now gone from looking like it was just going to be a complete waste of money in the last three years to looking like they could contend for a title again if they all stay fit and healthy. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, that's about all the sport I've got for this week, really. Dude, I think I'm all sported out. Yeah. I agree. Right. Well, have you got anything else? We were having a funny conversation earlier, actually. <laughs> yes, we were. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> I, I was having a bit of like, you know, self-reflection. Am I am I a weirdo for like finding the girl next door more attractive than like the quote unquote hot chick? Do you know what I mean by that? Like there's the like the the chick that's like, like your classic like smoking hot and like don't get me wrong, I find them both attractive. But the girl next door vibes gravitates me more. Is it attainability? So what do you mean by that? So is like more achievable. Yeah, is the girl next door more of an actual prospect? You know, might be more, a bit more you. See, and I, I don't mean that as in you know you could never get a ten out of ten because mate, mate, like we've it, all got so much to give, right? It comes to my theory that more people are chatting to the seven out of ten than the ten out of ten. So by statistics, you have more chance with the ten than the seven. Huh. At the pub, right? Oh. So the 7 out of 10 gets more attention than the 10 out of 10 because of your attainability thing. So the 7 out of 10 is harder to pull than the 10 out of 10 because the 10 out of 10 is getting a lot, lot less love. Fair. So what you're telling me is you could have had a crack at Bridget on Saturday. Who? I don't know what you mean. Uh, me neither. Well, Saturday. <laughs> Last Saturday? Nah. You don't remember? Nah. Me neither, much of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, oh, yeah, I reckon it's all down to attainability. All of it. Okay. I reckon you can probably see yourself with the girl next door. Theoretically, the girl next door, because I don't think that... That's not literally the one next door. That thing the, cooks yeah, dogs. The, the girl next door thing, you, like, you can see... You know what I mean by that? ...more than the, with a bang of hot chick. 
I reckon. Interesting stuff. My theory. My theory is I've been with both. Thoughts? Yeah. Not, <laughs> not, not many. <laughs> not much was going through your big head. As soon as I clock out of work, there's not many thoughts. That's so fair. <laughs> Mate, when you're good at something, don't do it don't for free. Do it for free, 100%. Set it always, always set it. Get that bag. All right, that'll wrap us up. We're dribbling. Righto. So... Guys, thank you for joining us again. Thank you for uh, to the uh, people hitting us up on Instagram. DM us some red flags. DM us some red flags. If you want us to cover a certain sports topic next week, let us know. If you've got anything you want us to talk about, really, let us know and we'll fucking talk about it because that's just the kind of blokes we are. So hit us up on Instagram at Armchair Critics or flick us an email, armchaircritics at outlook.com. Have you checked it lately? The emails? Yeah. I get emails from ESPN Sports about the tipping. That's about it. Okay. No Brad yeah. Radfords? Nah, everything else comes through the Instagram page, really. So, um, but yeah, guys, thanks for joining us. Sean, once again, flawless. Thanks, baby. Yeah, and you did pretty well on the mic too. So, uh, guys, we will, <laughs> we'll, we'll see you all next week.